peoples of the worldwide federated internet what is good So as I'm looking through all of this and reading the book of Exodus, it kind of amazes me the detail that God goes into in the interpersonal dealings of the Hebrew people and what exactly they were supposed to do in different civil matters dealing with each other. And this is something that has always astonished me and I'm grateful for. I think about this often. God, who is beyond me and and the length at which God is beyond me is immeasurable within my brain. I cannot even fully comprehend and grasp how beyond me God is. And to think that God has taken the time to deal in my life individually that is a humbling, a very humbling feeling. And it is something that I am, gr I am very grateful for. God in every way saves us from many things, most importantly, ourselves most of the time. So with that being said, the book of Exodus chapter 22 and verse 17, let's get into this. So if you remember, we left off in verse 18 where I was dealing with or verse 16, where I was dealing with the smooth talker, um, talk to the talk to the lady, slept with the lady. And now it's like, OK, now you have to take her to wife. You, you can't just do this and let it go. And verse 17, if her father utterly refused to give her unto him. He shall pay money according to the dowry of virgins. So this happens. The the man, gentleman, well, I guess, I guess you can't really call him a gentleman who's the smooth talker, talks to this woman who's not his wife. He convinces her to sleep with him. But the father is like, yo, I do not want to give my daughter to you. So the father is required to pay dowry. So I didn't really know what that was. I had to look it up. Dowry is the money, goods, or estate which a woman brings to her husband in marriage, the portion given with a wife. And my assumption is this is where the tradition of the parents of the bride paying for the wedding and, and things of that nature. Uh, in the past, the, the parents of the bride would pay for weddings, uh, bring uh, different gifts to the new couple like houses and land this was something that was done like a hundred or so years ago this is it was a common practice and I, it probably stems from an older practice obviously this is something that was done back during this time so that's probably what that what that stemmed from now the next verse seems to jump out of nowhere 
and I've I've not yet figured out how exactly this fits in because like I said it's like a it's like a sideswipe thou shalt not suffer a witch to live that's serious that's not a joke uh which means a woman who by compact with the uh by compact with the devil practices sorcery or enchantment a woman given to the unlawful arts the hebrew word there is kashaf and it means to practice witchcraft or sorcery use witchcraft god was very serious about this you should not even suffer this person to live so it's serious this is this is not a joking matter. This is not something to be taken lightly. Verse 19, whosoever lieth with a beast shall surely be put to death. Now, let me say this while it still can be said on the Internet and go unchallenged. There will come a time when there will be a group of people who argue for the legitimacy of people that would sleep and have sex with animals. Let me say right out the gate and ahead of any of that nonsense because I can easily foresee it coming it is anti-biblical and this isn't this is not just one sectioned off verse there's many verses I can go to uh, that show that this is definitely anti-biblical it'll be pushed just like anything else with the degradation of a society you always see more and more ridiculous things pushed throughout history it's just what was done uh, verse 20 he that sacrificeth unto any gods saved unto the Lord, only he shall be utterly destroyed. That's strong language, utterly destroyed. Why would the Bible say that? Why would, why would God give those instructions, utterly destroyed? Well, if you remember in the book of Exodus, I believe uh, it's chapter 20. I believe it was verse 5. Let me back up and I'm going to see Let me go back up, scroll down and see Exodus chapter 20 and verse five. OK, yeah, this is it. The Bible says thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. Talking about these these idols and false gods for I, the Lord, thy God am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. This matter of sacrificing to idols, yeah, it was serious. If, if you remember in the New Testament, there was a dispute of what, what, which one of these Old Testament laws, and it was mostly the ceremonial laws, should apply to the Gentiles. They were going over a bunch of things and they came to the conclusion, yo, only thing I'm going to tell you is don't eat anything offered to idols, abstain from meats offered to idols. Other than that, leave the Gentiles alone with the, with these ceremonial laws. This idea of, of offering sacrifice to idols was serious, especially during this time. The people would understand the significance of that and understand what that represented. And as God said, he is a jealous God. This is not something that God would, would stand by and allow to happen. That person was to be utterly destroyed. Thou shalt neither 
vex a stranger nor oppress him for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Now I'll say this again, and I've said it several times going through all of these uh, uh, different uh, civil matters covered in a book of Exodus. There is no way anyone with a working brain could go into the Bible and, and believe that any of the people who used the Bible to justify the transatlantic or tried, attempted to use the Bible to justify the, the transatlantic slave trade, you could not go through your Bible and come to the conclusion that that was okay. Right. Listen to what's said here and think about what happened during that time in the history of this country. Thou shalt neither vex a stranger nor oppress him. So many things that was said from the book of from chapter 20 until now that completely demolishes the notion that the Bible supports what was done. It doesn't. And if it's not clear to you at this point, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, that word vex means to irritate, make angry by little provocations, uh, plague uh, to plague, to torment, to harass, to afflict. And oppress means to load burdens with unreasonable impositions to uh, to threaten with unjust severity, unjust severity. I could say a lot of things about that, especially right now. But I digress and I'm going to move on. Verse 22, ye shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. This, the idea of taking care of widows and the fatherless is so serious that you find this running through many books in the Bible. And it, it, is, it is a theme that comes up over and over and over again. As a matter of fact, I believe I always get get this wrong. I, I think it's in the book of uh, James where the Bible says true religion and undefiled before the father is this. And it talks about taking care of widows, visiting the fatherless and the afflicted. This is a matter that is very serious. Uh, verse 23, if thou afflict them in any wise and they cry at all unto me, I will surely hear their cry and it doesn't end there. God won't just hear their cry. Verse 24 and my wrath shall wax hot and I will kill you with the sword and your wives shall be widows and your children fatherless. God takes care of the widows and the fatherless. And this is something that we all should care about. And I will admit to you, uh, this has not been a big enough priority on my mind and it should be. And, and as I read my Bible, I, I'm actually under conviction because I'm like, yo, I haven't really made this issue a matter of concern. Like I should make it biblically and I need to, and I'm going to press forward with that endeavor. Uh, verse 25, if that now I really, I really like this and I, I want you to pay attention to exactly how this is stated. If thou lend money to any of my people that is poor by thee, thou shalt not be to him a usurer, neither shalt thou lay upon him usury. Now you might ask, well, a usurer? What the heck? What is that? 
That is formerly a person who lent money and took interest. Now, I want you to pay very close attention here. The Bible doesn't say necessarily that interest itself is bad in every in every instant. At least right here, it doesn't say that. What it does say, if thou lend money to any of my people that is poor by thee, thou shalt not be to him an usurer, neither shalt thou lay upon him usury. This idea of taking care of the poor is serious. And, and the notion that you would lend money to someone who is poor and charge them interest that puts them further in a hole again, God looking after the right and, and the protection of the individual. This is pretty incredible and not to make this political. This is a Bible podcast, but you can see, you can definitely see how this influence the founders and how this influenced the formulation of the constitution verse 26 if thou at all take thy neighbor's raiment to pledge thou shalt deliver it unto him by the uh, by that the sun goeth down for that is his covering only it is his raiment for his skin wherein shall he sleep and it shall come to pass when he crieth unto me that I will hear for I am gracious. God is setting so many precedents here. And he, the idea of loving your neighbor as yourself, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. This makes, when you read your Bible and you think about other things that are said, this is why the Bible is so complete. And I love it. The Lord Jesus Christ said on the two greatest commandments hang all of the rest of the commandments, the law and the prophets love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. And a second is like unto it. Love your neighbors yourself on these two hang the law and the prophets, right? So when you look at God looking after the right of the individual, if you love your neighbor as yourself, these are things that you would have no problem adhering to no problem whatsoever man the bible is is such a complete and perfect book uh verse 28 thou shalt not revile the gods nor curse the ruler of thy people now this is confusing to me and i will admit i will admit i, I don't necessarily have this completely nailed down right because there's several ways i could look at this thou shalt not revile the gods now, is he it, when he says gods, is he just talking about rulers of the people or is he talking about rulers of the people and angels? Because that 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 word used there is, um, I believe that word that is translated into gods there is Elohim. Yes, it is Elohim. Now, there's many things in, in the Bible that might be very simple, I believe sometimes, but made complicated because our preset positions and the ways we were taught. Could it be that angels among men at this time was something that was common and well known? That word revile 
I meant to write it down and I forgot. So we're going to look it up here real time and read the definition to reproach, to treat with, uh, opprobrious man. I've never seen that word before. Uh, and contemptuous language, right? So this is not something that was supposed to be done. You're supposed to have respect for these groups right here. It kind of goes along the lines that you hear often. You can, you can not necessarily agree with or like a person and respect the office that they hold. And I, and I, and even though I think this verse kind of goes beyond that, I think that's definitely encompassed in this verse as well. Verse 29, thou shalt not delay to offer the first of thy ripe fruits and of thy liquors, the firstborn of thy sons shalt thou give unto me. Likewise shalt thou do with thine oxen, with thy sheep seven days. It shall be with its, uh, with his dam on the eighth day. Thou shalt give it me. Look, the, the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It belongs to him anyway. And I think that the precedent that's being set here is. I'm going to go back to a verse from the book of Ecclesiastes and everything that's said in the book of Ecclesiastes. I've quoted this and I've said this before. The Bible talks about vanity of vanity. All is vanities. All these things I'm talking about. Everything is vain. But here's the conclusion of the whole matter Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. That is our duty. And in that being our duty, God should get the first of us anyway. I think that's the point. Our life should be toward God. Verse 31. And ye shall be holy unto me. Neither shall ye eat any flesh that is torn of beast in the field. Ye shall cast it to the dog. So any beast that was found on a field, torn up for whatever reason, don't eat that, cast that meat to the dogs. But notice something he said, and ye shall be holy men unto me. Again, I've said this in previous videos. I think the whole purpose in many of these things, I don't think many societies had the things that they, that, that God is laying out for the children of Israel here. I honestly don't think they did. And the reason I don't think they did is, is because that is, this is what would separate them and make them holy unto God. Imagine people seeing the laws that they had and the protections they had for the individual. People would be like, yo, this is crazy. So y'all can't just bang on those poor people and do whatever you want to them. Now nah, we can't do that because they were created in the image of God, all of us. And we all should be treated with dignity and respect. That's part of loving your neighbors yourself. This would definitely separate the children of Israel and make them look completely different than the world around them. And very similarly, I think believers today, there should be a difference. Now, I'm not going to get I, I think some people get into a, an unbiblical space with this idea, so to speak, a little bit. Yes, we should be different. Yes, that should be evident, but that doesn't mean you should live in your bubble. But your difference should be clear and it should be known. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.